There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back again with you for yet another week, yet another fantastic guest. Uh, we're going to be talking today with Paul Graham about embracing neurodiversity in the workplace. Um, but before we do that, um, I hope, um, hope in this rather unsettled world that uh, life is going okay for you and that you're taking the opportunity to, to whatever you do, to the, the way you, you work in, in your life, to contribute to a better world and uh, to help solve some of the challenges we face right now rather than be a, a problem um, part of them. And uh, last week we had on the show Dr. Jeff Crippen. And Jeff is a he's a chiropractor. He's a, a an author, a a coach, uh, and a nutritionist. And he was talking to me about his new book, Timeless Youth, and the five truths of transformational wellness and holistic healing. And I have to be completely honest um, with regards to this uh, this book, um, and that I thought I had a different understanding of what chiropractors did, and I hadn't appreciated that they help you look at your health as a whole and i might have also been guilty of thinking words like holistic maybe sound a little bit woo woo um and actually when, once i started to listen to that interview and to understand the book and paul i realized i was missing out on a trick here that uh, the medical profession tends to focus in on not on your health but uh, solving any issues you might have um, which may cause other issues perhaps through medication or through surgery um, but to uh, the kind of work that Dr. Jeff Crippen does, they look at your health, um, the big picture of it, and work out the best way to support you ongoing with your health. So you have less of those um, issues uh, when you're feeling uh, really uh, sick and need things like surgery. So I would recommend go and listen to that interview. Check out Timeless Use because it was absolutely fascinating. So to my guest today, uh, Mr. Paul Graham. Uh, and the subject today, which is about embracing neurodiversity in the workplace. And for me, with a, a young son who's also um, has, is neurodiverse uh, and being somebody who works with lots of companies around leadership and development and transforming culture, this is a topic that I've become more and more and more aware of. And I think it's such an important one. And how do we create an openness, a psychological safety where we can talk about neurodiversity? where we can also work with and, and identify and help acknowledge the superpowers that people do have who, uh, who are um, neurodiverse. And it's a high percentage of the population. I think Paul may correct me, but off the top of my head, something like about 20% of people have identified being in this area, which is we, we called neurodiverse. Now, what I've also found fascinating over the years, I've interviewed many people who have uh, neurodiversity, and some of them are hugely, hugely successful in their work. So um, you look at um, many people with dyslexia and you realize that, um, well, I looked at a book recently and I thought, who's super famous and successful who actually doesn't have dyslexia? I was trying to work out. Um, so I think there's a lot we need to learn and embrace. So let me tell you about Paul Graham. Now, Paul 
had a variety of commercial roles at both United Biscuits and Mars Confectionery. And in fact, I worked for Mars Confectionery and United Biscuits, and I used to know Paul. Um, but we bumped each other, into each other again recently, which was brilliant. And I'll share a little bit more about that shortly. Now, Paul Graham today is the GB um, General um, so he joined as GB General Manager in September 2012. And then he was appointed the Managing Director in July 2013. And he has over 25 years experience. He's worked with major FMCG companies. And he leads the BritVic business in the UK in identifying the right trends and consumer insight to create a broad and relevant soft drinks portfolio that's fit for purpose. He's got a BSc in Management Sciences from Manchester University and is the current president of the British Soft Drinks, um, I guess, Association. Um, now, Paul also has personal experience of negotiating neurodiversity. And the thing I, I love when talking to Paul was that he's really embracing it. He cares about it and he's embracing it and, and trying to create the culture whereby there's a psychological safety where where neurodiversity can be really embraced within the Britvic culture. So I'd like to say a big, big welcome to Paul Graham. Hi, Chris. Great to be here. Uh, yeah. Great to share a platform with you this afternoon. Yeah, fantastic. Well, lovely to see you again. And it was quite a surprise when we, we bumped each, into each other. We were both on holiday in Cornwall last year with our families. And there you were. I did a double take in the street. I know, I know. It was, it was funny. And, and you spotted me, in fact, and, uh, and I just said, it's like, Paul, oh, in, in the middle of a busy, busy Cornwall street in the middle of the summer. And okay. uh, yeah, so it was great to, to catch up and find out what we were doing. And you told me about your show and and, uh, and and the great work you're doing here. So we kind of made a vow that at some point we're trying to find something to, to connect on and talk about. So and I'm really pleased it's neurodiversity because it's, it's, you know, I'm really passionate about it. And hopefully that will come through when we, we talk this afternoon. Absolutely. And it was it was funny, actually, because I think it must be at least 15 years since you and I set eyes on each other. And uh, you haven't actually changed a bit, which is, which is not fair. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably why I recognise you. That, of course, is not true. Yeah. yeah. So glasses <laughs> are new. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my sister keeps telling me that, that you must dye your hair at some point. I promise her that I don't. And I actually don't do it. But I've just been kind of fortunate that I haven't. My hair has just stayed the same colour. So keep my fingers crossed that that lasts a bit longer. Uh, you're, you're, you're very, very uh, fortunate if that's the case. Um, so tell us a little bit. Tell us about where where home is for you now, and what have you been, what have you been up to, sort of personally since our days when we used to know each other at United Biscuits and Mars before then. Yeah, well, I, well, I'm, um, I live in a, in a small village called Ballinger, um, which is in the Chiltern Hills, and so for those of you who are not too familiar with the UK geography. I'm kind of about 30 miles outside London, uh, northwest, uh, in some beautiful Buckinghamshire countryside. So it's actually quite rural um, uh, where I live, but it's actually only about 45 minutes on the train into London. Uh, I, I used to work in a place called Tame and lived in Prince's Risborough, I think it was. For yeah, that's not too far from us. This is not too far. Nice area there and lovely, lovely hills. You're not far from Checkers, I guess. Is that right? Is that not far from Checkers? Yeah, not far from Checkers. In fact, we get we get the helicopters flying over, which we always, every time the helicopter flies over, I always assume it's the whoever is the prime minister of the of the day. Obviously, it's been a revolving door in the last uh, the last few yeah. months in the, in the UK. Uh, so, so we always have a bit of a joke that oh, that's somebody just on their way to Checkers to check in. Is that um, a sort of country residence of the prime minister, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. about three or four miles from us. Yeah, it's been like a short-term hotel a little bit for one or two this year. <laughs> Less said the better. 
Yeah, probably, probably so. Um, so one of the things that I thought was really fascinating when we we chatted was that you have been housing a Ukrainian family, and I thought uh, immediately when you said that, I thought mm, I really want to talk to Paul again because I think uh, this sounds really interesting. What made you decide to do it, and uh, has, has it worked out? And would you recommend well, it to others? And yeah, yeah, and I, and I really kind of need to hand over a lot of credit to my to my wife on this one because she's really been the driving force so so obviously you know, we're just over a year um into the war the russia ukraine war it's obviously had a, has a big impact in europe um was a shock i think for everybody that we're now you know there's a there's a you know a war going on in mainland europe and and um and to be involved in and obviously there was a lot of you know, refugee uh challenges from that and uh people having to leave um particularly m most of the mums and children um the 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 the, the men uh, aren't allowed to leave ukraine they have to stay and and uh, and obviously conscripted and and fighting so a lot of the people and the refugees who are leaving are, are just mum mums with young children um so you know, there was a there was a plea went out in the UK in terms of in terms of homes for Ukraine and, and housing and we thought that was something we could do we we had enough space uh, in our house to be able to do that so we're fortunate from it um, and 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 so we had a family chat and decided that we would uh, so we did a bit of exploring on on inter on on the internet of course as though how how else would you do it uh, and uh, and found um, Irina and uh, and her two twin boys similar age to my youngest boy as well which is part which was one of the reasons uh in 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 terms of, of of taking them in and you know we had some conversations my wife actually went to poland uh before they came across um because she was doing some charity work and working with um uh, a, a charity that was looking to, to rehouse refugees so she went to poland where most of the refugees were heading to find out what was going on on the ground and also had a chance to meet before before they came across so so that was kind of march april last year um and it's been uh it's been you know so worthwhile and learned so much in terms of um you know housing them uh, and understanding uh you know what's important um the the obviously the, the the trauma and the challenges that they're going through and are still going through um it, it's kind of changed and evolved over the over the last uh, you know over over the time first of all it was it was safety and an escape and and i think that's now evolved into you know well what next and and where are their where are their lives because obviously it's changing people's lives you know not you know structurally and significantly um but it's very hard at the moment to know you know what's the end game going to be and how it's going to play out and when it's going to play out so so people are kind of stuck with this you know um families that are disconnected um in different countries don't speak the language trying to find jobs trying to understand where they're going to stay or whether they're going to go back home is there going to be a home to go back to so all these kind of challenges are playing are playing through um uh but there's some amazing you know the strength of the ukrainian people you know is is, is really strong and the resolution is really strong and and the people that i that i've met have just have been so impressive in terms of you know their um you know that their, their, their focus on um making sure that what's best how how can they contribute how can they find a job how can they they get their independence um how can they make sure their families are safe so so 
uh, it's just been really really impressive and, and being able to contribute in that um so so my wife uh is uh is leads our local villages so we, we so we have a, an area of villages around us called the hilltop villages um and there's six or seven small they're all small villages um but she kind of brought together the local community to help support and and wow. bring refugees across so we've got you know, about 90 or so families um that have been housed in our area it's about 300 people um it's amazing um and, and and so we so we're working through so, so we're also learning a lot so it's, it's been it's been we're in bringing our community together as well and people who didn't know each other have found connections and people have found a common cause to help and support so it's really helped our local community actually actually gel and come together and, and, and build you know new friendships um within that as well um uh, and you know and it goes on you know it, it's it's i don't think anything's going to be unfortunately anything's going to be resolved too quickly so um you know but people have uh, you know are very are very resolved and very determined to to keep helping and supporting amazing yeah when, when we met actually my biggest regret when we met was that i hadn't had the time to have a conversation with your wife because i just sensed she was, there was something interesting about it but I, I, it, it sort of played with me a bit actually um so it, it clearly is so what amazing yeah. and, and it also it also connects back chris in terms of uh, you know we'll talk a little bit about neurodiversity and, and, and our family and also um uh you know william my younger son is, is asd and adhd diagnosed and um and, and we'll talk a little bit about him uh, coming on board. But but my my wife is a is an exec coach. She was a human resources director. Um, she's very smart. She's she's very you know determined, and she wants to contribute. And because of the challenges of of um, of, of caring and looking after William, she sometimes is unable to commit to the work she wants to be able to commit to. Mm -hmm. you know, and she helps support me in terms of in terms of my work. So she was really looking for something that she could contribute and get value from as well. So, so this was a this was her way really of of um, you know doing doing something that that they gave her great value and something that was worthwhile and something from a community perspective as well. And that, and that's really where, where her drivers come from. Fantastic. Well, um, I should also. Uh mentioned we and as a as a show and i have a community called the elevation collective and we support something called uh, siobhan's trust so do google siobhan's trust and a friend of mine david fox pitt mbe who created it has been spent uh today his uh, charity uh providing five thousand pizzas a day in you know not far from the not far from the war zone not on the edge really of the war zone in uh, between ukraine um where it's the borders with russia uh, incredible people um, providing lots of love and care, but actually, you know, you're providing it with people who are coming over, which is an amazing, and the, the work your wife's done is amazing. Um, and David is actually putting himself in and his team um, into right into the the danger zone. They've had bombs land near them and fly over them, and uh, but they're still there providing that love and support and lorries loads of clothes and things like that. So I, I full respect to you all who are um, you know doing something right now. So, so, so you're just mentioning there about your your family experiences. You've got you have a, a son with neurodiversity, and what does that what does that mean for you as a family? Um, it it, it um, was a mean for a family. It, it means that we have to you know probably constantly compromise. Um, uh, so so Will is is ten. Uh, he has an, he has an ASD 
diagnosis, ADHD, and also sensory processing. Um, he's bright. He's got an 86 percentile IQ, um, but he can find challenges in certain situations. Uh, he can find, uh, you know, challenges in terms of not knowing um, what's going to happen or unexpected changes or even situations that, that's that got um, a lot of sensory overload for him. So, you know, going into busy places or loud places uh, or colourful places, or even even if it's very windy outside, it, it, you can you can see how that impacts on him. So, so we've kind of got to be flexible and we don't always end up doing what we thought we would be able to do um but uh so so uh, and and it's he's got an older brother uh who's neurotypical and he's in his kind of first major he's doing gcse exams uh so his kind of first major uh exams at school and uh you know he sometimes feels that he doesn't get the attention that he should get in the normal sibling way of the world uh, and he's probably has with some justification as well. And so we have to balance that off as well and make sure that the, you know, the siblings are getting balanced out in, in terms of that. So it, it means that our lives are full and they can be sometimes a little bit complicated and we have to work through. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. My, I'm a little bit the opposite to you. My, my oldest son is very dyslexic and uh, we are going through the process at the moment for ADHD. We suspect very strongly as he does, but he, he's, um, he suffers kind of with he struggles with uh, focus and concentration, organisation. Sometimes uh, mood, mood swings, which can be quite difficult and and, and challenging, um, as well as the, as well as the dyslexia. So I, I, I get it. It's, um, it, it, yeah, it, it really does impact the family as a whole, and it, and it impacts uh, you know you you're, you're thinking around how are you going to help them best to get into the workplace and generate a living, and so there's a lot of a uh, lot, lot of a lot of things to focus on likewise he's also very intelligent so he masked it for a long time particularly the dyslexia um, yes yeah. so sound uh, really really relate to this an important subject so we're going to go to commercial break now and after the break we'll find out a little bit more uh, about uh, about paul and his uh, very senior role at britvic and uh, start to explore this area of neurodiversity and and some of you know paul and his, his company's thinking about how do we how do we really embrace neurodiversity in the workplace how do we how do we work with it um lots of us have got children families we we, we kind of get a sense of this but it's often been an area i think in a company where people maybe don't share their neurodiversity or you suspect somebody might have a neurodiversity and there's uh, people you know chatting about it but not 100 percent sure until maybe someone like uh, your wife in a previous job or i come along and we 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 um we, we identify that there may be um, a a challenge and and some solutions. So let's um, let's talk about all of that after the break, and uh, we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. So do join us shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out SayItSkillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Paul Graham, the Managing Director of Britvic in the UK, in Great Britain. And I wanted to, well, to Paul, if we could, just, just tell us a little bit about you know your kind of work at Britvic, so we understand understand that, and then we can maybe you discovered a little bit about your own neurodiversity and how that plays out, and then maybe we can get into whether the education system helps and 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 whether businesses are equipped or are they following the same patterns that uh, mean that young people through education really struggle and feel like misfits. Uh, so just tell us a little bit about your 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 work at Britvic and maybe about. Uh, you know what's uh your own neurodiversity that you discovered how that's uh because you've been very successful and that's one thing i want to so i meet a lot of people with neurodiversity are really successful in their work and that gives encouragement for people who um maybe have neurodiversity and are feeling insecure about their potential but so let's let's explore yeah okay okay so let me let me tell this story. so so, so we're, we're a soft drinks business um in in the in the gb uk market place um we have a uh, a bunch of national brands which we sell uh some people like robinson squash and j2o and fruit shoot for those of you who know the uk market you know, be names that you know if you don't you can please come over and see us and you can discover our wonderful <laughs> products when you're here um we, we also uh we also the bottle for pepsi uh so we sell uh, we manufacture sell and 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 put to market all of the the pepsico brands in the uk market as well and then we've got some um, pretty cool innovation that we've, we've got out in the marketplaces uh, at the moment. We've got some some premium mix of products. We've got a great water brand called Aqua Libra, which we're going to make the most sustainable water brand in the world. Hmm. Um, and uh, so really thinking, rethinking re about how we bring water to the market in a more sustainable way. So so there's, it, it's great. Soft drinks is a fantastic category. It's big. There's lots of stuff going on. There's loads of innovation. There's different parts of the category so you know i'm i'm really blessed that i get to lead that business in a, in a full 
a full team this market we make we make and manufacture all our own products so we have three um, major factory sites in in the uk that service that service the market um so always busy 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 places in the competitive market we deal with all the big retailers and all the hospitality outlets etc so so lots going on um i've got a great team of people um i've got a factory operations team i've got uh, folk that are based in the in the in the head office so commercial functions uh marketing teams etc so so a whole a whole raft uh of, of folk um and and i kind of look back i look at it now and think you know i would know so what's one of my roles you know kind of heading up the team i've got a chief 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 cheerleader in terms of keeping everybody going chief direction pointer uh and 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 chief environment setter in terms of creating the right space and the right environment for people to do great work and for people to be their best and for people to have great careers and for people to feel happy and unfulfilled coming to work so that's kind of if i can do you know, half of that stuff then i'm probably probably feel like i'm in the right place and doing a and, and doing a good job so that's my kind of starting point and principle of it um and when it comes to neurodiversity i i kind of come back to so my so my my big thing and i might i might try out a new model today chris in terms of in terms of throwing things in there because i've been kind of having a think about this and, yeah. and actually in 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 the uk this week it's it's neurodiversity awareness week so so coincidentally that we're having talking about this at the same time so there's been quite a lot of lot of uh noise and and um and conversations going on which is fantastic so i've kind of been getting my thinking and i'm kind of involved in my thinking the space in terms of in terms of what am i really saying when we're talking about this at work and and, and step number one for me is awareness of this and, and you're absolutely right 20 percent of people are estimated to have some form of neurodiversity um so whether people think they have or haven't or working towards everything else pretty much every major employer has already got a neurodiverse workforce mm. um of, of people with very different ways and, and 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 different um and different traits and dynamics to them um but that's it there's only 16 percent of asd diagnosed adults are in full-time employment in the uk um which is the lowest number of any form of disability um so and that's the bit that really you know gets to me when i have a son who's 10 who has a asd diagnostic in the education system saying is he being set up to be independent is he being set up to fulfill his potential and has he got a pathway to to fulfilling work and a chance to be independent and to fulfill all of his potential and if you look at the stats and everything at the moment you would have to step back and say no that's really difficult that's not to say that there are hugely successful people there and there's people that that, that make it through but the scale of numbers suggest that we're not getting this right and wow. um, so that's where my kind of motivation and my passion comes from to say how do we create a better system um and i have a you know and i obviously have a platform and a leadership role to be able to talk about it and to share my personal story in there which is why i do it um because then it just becomes more powerful and and people have more more connection um uh to to that to that coming through um so so that that's that's the really dynamic the other the other bit that came out as well because there have been a few things flying around this week it was that um 81 percent of people who identify as neurodiverse say they've experienced some degree of discrimination towards them at the workplace right yeah so if you only think that 16% of, of them are uh, of ASD diagnosed or in employment and 81% of them identify as having some degree of discrimination. Um, 
uh, and the vast majority of them, the, those people say nothing about it. So they don't report it or take any action. Yeah. Um, which, which says that they, you know, and, and, and we know the neurodiversity of the challenges here is, 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 is it, it's invisible. So you don't, you don't physically see it. And of course, a lot of people in neurodiversity spend a lot of time developing coping mechanisms or masking mechanisms so that you don't see it and discover yeah. it. So it, it's it's quite a difficult area to, to 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 get to, which is why we've got to bust some of the myths and why we've got to get it out there and and and, and raise awareness. Um, and I know by talking, I I you know I, I get so much pleasure and and also strength when I get people coming back to me and talking to me in my own business. They all say. I've got a diagnosis or my kids have got diagnosis or I've got dyslexia and I've not told anybody before or people who um uh, you know one of our one of our new starters graduate entry who you know told me before a presentation and, and she's in front of the boss and a little bit nervous and all that kind of stuff and 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 so I just want to tell you that that I've got ADHD um so it Im impacts how I present and and, and uh, fantastic absolutely brilliant that 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 she felt that that she was able to say that and 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 share that because it just makes it just makes everything come together and, yeah. and people can understand the position of else so that's about the bit about creating awareness uh piece that, that, that that's really important um and, and and the bit that follows on for me from that then is 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 the is my my second day is appreciation and and it's and it's recognizing that that neurodiversity brings with it fantastic strengths and fantastic abilities um so it's not so it so it will be will hear it referred to not by me um but you won't refer to it as disabilities and it's not a disability oh. it, it you know it, it's a it's a different neuro trait to neurotypical um but typically you might find think people like like out of the box thinking you might find uh, ability to spot trends in data and numbers you might find the ability to hyper focus on certain activities you might find superior numerical agility you might find the ability to do uh, you know repetitive tasks and processes amazingly well and, and get super efficient at doing them so the, the, there's so many traits and, and encouragingly you're hearing a lot more um employers who seek those kind of skills and mm -hmm. those skills and a lot of them are the things we're all looking for in, in into that i'm thinking no i'm actually going to go and actively look for neurodiverse traits that have strengths in these in these areas and recognize that that that's different and they're different from from a neurotypical skill um but to make that work you've got to you've got to then really think through the whole approach to recruitment and then the whole approach to how you get to it so if you, you know, if you're back to uh yeah i'm gonna we're gonna have a tough interview and i'm gonna grill you etc i is that gonna get the best out of a neurodiverse applicant probably not yeah so so you've got to think about what what hurdles are in the way or what barriers are in the way and and how you design and and, and set them up and one of the things i was talking about this week um, another area that, that, that I'm going to take away and think about what can we do next at, at Britvic is thinking about the recruitment and onboarding process yes. in, in the business. And that's got to go through back into our recruitment partners as well, because if we're doing the same things and asking the same process in the same pool. Um, are we going to change the diversity of the candidates that come through? Answer is, of course, we're not. So, um, so we've got to think 
think that through and, and, and what we do with it going forward. Well, one of the things you just brought up for me, when you and I joined Mars all those years ago, I, I remember Mars looking for good general managers, which who were kind of, you know, r- rounded uh, and, and, and flexible and could do, you know, various different things, detail and sell and be creative and grounded. And over the year, I use a, I use a particular um, diagnostic system. I've done a thousand of them. And what I see in that is very, very few people who are like a square in the middle of the page. Very few people actually, you could call a general manager. Everybody tends to have areas where they're in the flow and areas where they're not. So actually, and, and the diversity of all that coming together results in a business which has all those those different skills and has the ability to generally manage really well and 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 deliver really well so actually even if you are are um aren't um neurodiverse actually you are di- you are diverse in that you probably got strengths and areas that you're in and in and out of your flow um so so actually we have diversity whether we are neurodiverse or not um so i think we have to celebrate that diversity and also recognize in some of those areas there may be people that you've ident- identified with with particular processing and fantastic skills and hyper focus in certain areas that bring us even more strengths in those in those niches so yeah so we're we're not all, we're not all balanced and we're not all good at everything and we're, we're you know we're, we're, we're exactly no and i've heard some of your previous guests chris talk about um you know if i if i want to make a you know a good decision or if i want to get you know innovation having loads of people who think the same in the same way in the same way it's in the room yeah. isn't how you go how you do it um so we're, you know, we're a consumer goods business and uh, you know so we're selling to you know, everybody is our is our market and our audience and we want our business and our employees to represent the communities that we serve so we have to get you know diversity um and by diversity we will then we will then get be more inclusive etc in, in, in terms of coming through so so we have to think about that you know and and you know there's, there's you know there's still a long way to go in 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 lots of different aspects of whether that's gender or sexuality or ethnicity um or disabilities etc and but really opening that up to be inclusive will i think create and this is my another one my my third a is advantages in terms of the bit of mm. business in terms of um uh, of having you know better thinking better creativity uh and ultimately you know better solutions to to challenges and opportunities that are out there yeah yeah interesting for uh, for um about eight years now i've supported uh, somebody who is has no vision uh, and uh, she's she's a delight she's she's uh, uh she's asian she's female she lost her sight at 17 uh, and was hugely at a disadvantage really and and i've found it fascinating over the years we've kind of helped she's now speaking on big stages and a film on itv has been made about her about her life with uh, martin clunes who you might know the uh mm-hmm. the comedian. Yeah. So it's, it's just wonderful to see how she has developed but one thing i noticed with her she's called um Jane a mystery is that when I talk to her, she has an amazing, amazing way to to listen and take information in and summarize. And you know, we have a conversation and she goes away and she's put everything, she remembered everything and put it into, you know, into into action. Uh and uh you know, the, the the fact she doesn't have vision means she's you know orally of her ability to listen 
and uh, be emotionally intelligent is uh, is stronger than far stronger than the average, far far stronger. Um, so we could you could say that Jane uh, has a disability, but actually she also has has lots of real significant strengths as well. Um, so uh, I think uh, we need to we need to consider how we how we reflect on people in general, really. Yeah, absolutely. With that, so how are we how are we doing for time now? We've got a couple couple more minutes, probably two minutes till two minutes till break. Now, I was I, I was really in, in, quite moved by that story. Actually, it almost brought me to tears. I don't know why. Why? May, may, just the bravery of that uh, that candidate that you had to to be openly honest and say that she had ADHD and she may present in a different way. Um, I, th I thought I think that's fantastic that she had the confidence to do that because actually that would take probably quite a bit of courage. Um, uh, amazing courage, amazing courage. So, so, you know, so one of the things we, we, we've encouraged in the business is, uh, is network groups and network groups against, uh, against specific areas. So we've got one, a be proud group on sexuality uh, we've got a be seen group on disability we've got a be empowered group around women uh women women in leadership um and the people that are passionate about the areas and so they bring loads of enthusiasm but they but they bring you know, knowledge and experience uh and i think i think those people sharing their stories are, around the business really opens up the conversations yeah and and you know my my fourth a in this conversation is advocacy so from a senior leadership perspective is that is that is that is that you know what's our role in here our role is to sponsor our role is to support our role is to positively move in this area because i think it's, it's say, saying nothing or doing nothing is not giving enough visible support and it's and, and if anything it's probably it's probably you know giving support to the status quo yeah which which is what we're trying to which is what we're trying to move forward on so uh so you know so so why do i why do i tell my story that's exactly why i tell my story um to to encourage other people and to show the human side of that we're all working in a business but we've all got our stories and it's amazing when that happens how many people start to share and tell their stories and then it creates the open conversations around what does it mean and what are the challenges and what are the opportunities and what's the, where, where do we get the joy from it and what problems are we trying to overcome so, you know, so I know, I know at least another half a dozen parents in my business who are going through the same educational challenges around education plans with their children that I've had to go through with William. Mm. Mm. And, and, it, and that will, having that support network will build, you know, deep bonds between you. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, and, and, and it's great. You know, I, and I get, um, <laughs> well, the, 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 the little moments that mean a lot is is that you know i'm at a i'm at a meeting in a conference and, and one of the um one of my sales team comes over to me and says um you know thank you so much for sharing your stories and listening to other people's stories um i haven't told anybody in my team including my boss i've got dyslexia and i'm like oh okay um it said Adam, no, that's that's great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing uh, and doing that. And and you know, what challenges do you have? I said, Well, he's like he really likes me to send him emails with updates on, and he's a bit of a stickler for grammar. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> I said, Okay. Uh, how does that appeal? She went, Oh, it's a bit of a nightmare. I said, I just try and ring him instead. Classic coping 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so I said, oh, why don't you, I said, why haven't you told him? Oh, I can't do that. I said, well, you just told me. She said, I know, but it's like, that's not quite the same. I said, well, you've got to say it's, it's harder to tell me in, in some ways. And she said, well, I, I still worry that it will hold me back or people will look at me and think I'm less capable or something. So I've just, you know, I, I might do. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. But um, so, you know, it, it's the little things where you suddenly go, okay, well, we're opening the conversation up and the awareness is there and and, and the environment around the, the support, et cetera. Um, and, you know, and hopefully you'll get there and say, you know, I'm dyslexic and, and whatever else I said, I don't mind. I can, I can read through some spelling mistakes. It's no problem. Not, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah. It, 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 so let, let's, let's, let's work and accommodate in terms of, in terms of how that fits for you. Um, but we can't do it if, if we don't know and if no. we're not sharing. No. And, and wonderful to hear you being so vulnerable and the fact that you are being so vulnerable, it creates a safe space for, others to be vulnerable to and to open up so there's a good you know good some good role modeling here for people who are listening who who maybe run departments and teams etc that that vulnerability really does pay dividends and and uh with uh, the trust and the openness that that uh, comes so yeah applaud you paul we're going to go to commercial break now and after the break we'll um we'll talk maybe talk about um you know, do you do you help people to kind of assess and work out their their gifts, and how do we support someone who who's maybe a, a direct report um, and help them to see the gifts and what they have and uh, and etc. So, we're back again with you in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
You were tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Paul Gray. I'm the Managing Director of uh, Britvic soft drinks company and we are talking about embracing neurodiversity and uh, you know, i just love the the vulnerability that paul has uh, shared and it's clearly drawing people uh towards him in the company to be much more open about their own journeys and their challenges and the, 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 for the families and and also to think about how how do you utilize some of the fantastic strengths that uh, people with a neurodiversity have and paul i wonder do you do you, do you put faith in things like assessments for neurodiversity and do do these things help uh, people to maybe understand their own skills better and their own abilities yeah. better I, I think i think there's clearly a role uh there's clearly a role but i, th- I think it's a very personal mm. choice um I, I think you know looking at looking at william um so I, I think at a younger age now things are getting picked up and there's a there's a there's an easier pathway to diagnosis it's still quite tricky and certainly in the uk it's quite tricky to to find and and, and the resources and and to support you in, in in that space but 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 you can get it done and there's more people getting it done um there are increasingly i think people who uh maybe our age chris who 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 may be thinking actually when i was kids we didn't get tested on any of this this thing and we just we just went through and got on with it and people just went well you're not very good at this or you're not very good at that or you're or you're great at this and that was just how it was and and i think now increasingly looking to to find diagnosis in fact one of the people i was on the call with this this week was where he was telling me he was diagnosed at 44 uh and it really helped so it really helped because it it put things into place and i've heard that story come back from people a few times uh but it it kind of it it kind of gives me a reason and an understanding and a cause for some of the things that have happened to me or some of the things I find I struggle with or some of the things I, that I, I'm really good at uh, and it helps them to to explore. But I think it's a very personal thing whether you choose to do that or not. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've got um, I've, I've clients who one thing one in particular who said to me, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on all sorts of spe- all sorts of spectrums, but I just get on with it. Uh, and, and he seemed that he's created an amazingly successful big company out of it. And then have an, have another client who was explaining that he'd he'd uh, been assessed and he was taking some medication. And actually, and, he, and one thing I noticed about him, he got a brilliant system for organising himself. But it, but the system he'd learnt that he had to organise himself, he had to have a system, and he had to be disciplined. So he was rigorously applying the system and said, "I wish I had gone through the process earlier, and I wish I had the medication earlier because I can concentrate now." um and um uh, and the company think he's great um so it, you're right it is a very very personal um very very personal journey for people um but if you choose to go through it there may be some advantages yeah great. So, um so if um how do you best work with somebody who you suspect might be neurodiverse in your in your company maybe it's uh, someone's a direct report of yours and you're you know, they get frustrated if you look them directly in the eyes, or their um, they you know their gra- the grammar's not great. My my wife's very dis- is dyslexic. She's got the most amazing grammar and cannot spell at all. She's a GP, which I suppose is uh, 
quite a bit of a joke for GPs. Uh, <laughs> it's part of the job description, isn't it? It's part of the job description, yeah. Part of just all GPs out there. <laughs> so how do you, how do you approach it? How how do you? I, I, I think I think it was just I would just take on board the, the, the what we've been talking about so far and 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 create the environment to have the right conversations. Yeah. Um. You know. And 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 share and take and take it from there. Um. And I think the better. The, the better the awareness and understanding the more likely you are to have the right conversations your model your model is great actually is is looking be, you know about aware awareness uh with somebody you could um you could have a, a conversation and you you could you know share thoughts but also appreciate them for their strengths and for their advantages and and offer them every support yeah to help them actually your, your four stages work can, can work yeah. really well and, individually too and, yeah. and my last and my last stage to make sure i get oh, it okay. is, five. Is, is is adjustments yeah um so uh, so it's, it's really then working with people to say okay how how what can we do how can we do to make the environment the right environment for you to get the best for you yeah and this is the bit that i kind of directly relate back to the education system that i now stare into Again, the education system is a fixed system. Yeah? We teach things in a certain way, we examine them in a certain way, we mark them in a certain way, and at, at the end of it, all the kids that fit into that get the top marks and, and go forward, and the kids that don't fit into that model struggle. Um, and, and that's why I think you, you find so many of these you know, entrepreneurs and the, and the dyslexic folk and everything else that come out of it, that how often do you hear that I really struggled at school, I didn't get anything at school, but then I got out of school and and, yeah. and I think it creates a different drive. I think it creates a different, uh, you know, direction coming through. And it, but but the education system is not is not um, setting them up. So if I take that into the workplace and, and move it forward, it's like, so how do we set it up to get the best out of people? And that's where I'd say the adjustments are right. So working hours, working conditions, working spaces, so we've looked at our the office design at Britvic when we did coming back after COVID and doing hybrid working and getting people back back to the office and we were doing that whole that whole thing of you know are we in are we out we we're we going to do both and how do we do that set up we changed from the office around we took um, a, a couple of our neurodiverse uh, people and asked them and said what kind of working spaces are they and we looked at soundproofing we looked at quiet spaces we looked at lighting um, we looked at color palettes. And mm. like palettes and 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 have designed sort of the spaces in the office to suit that environment um and set it up and there's there's i think if you go through uh, probably even my linkedin or the Britvic sites you might be able to find some of the examples of, of that going forward so so I, so i think if if if, if again you 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 you've, we've, we've gone through you know the awareness and the appreciation and uh, and we understand why and the advantages of this and then we're into the in, into the right environment to have the conversation and say okay well let's 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 create the environment that's the best the best conditions and if that's for you to spend you know time working in quiet spaces rather than being in a big busy office where there's loads and loads of noise that you find sensory overload then don't sit in an office where you're not going to be able to operate in yeah and that's, you know that, and that's easy adjustments i think for people to make Yes, the my, my my son finds it easier to concentrate with some some um earpods. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, and actually, that's often often looked down upon, isn't it? Um, well, it's what it's kind of one of those things, isn't it? So I, you know, and and you know, learning all the time. I see people sat in the office with, you know, walking past and they've got headphones on, and I'm thinking, 
I feel about that. I don't yeah, think, yeah, I'm thinking are they just are they just listening to music or so I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute, no, but if that's working, it's working. You see it so much more often now. You know, you'll see yeah. you'll see young kids at football matches and and uh, and stuff with with ear defenders and stuff. So I think it's becoming a little bit more understood and a bit more and a bit more common yeah. um, out there. But uh, yeah, let's just just work with just work with people to find to find solutions. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, Paul, we come to the end, end of the interview now. I wonder if you have a, a final message that you'd like to leave us with. Um, I, my, my final message is is, is really is, is neurodiversity. The, the more I get understand it, and I'm by no means an expert, and I've got so much more to learn on this. Um, but the but the more I become aware, the more learning I get, and the more value that I see in it. And there's twenty percent of of us all that have some degree of new of neurodiversity to us so it so it's it's there it's everybody it's around us all the time so i think we owe it to to ourselves and our employees and each other to um to understand and accommodate and it'll be a better place if, if we do that yeah. so that's that I would just encourage everybody to step into that space just for you know william and all the other williams that are out there well this has been a, a fantastic conversation it's uh, been a an important conversation and it gives me so much um say such such a, a positive warm feeling that the school system doesn't really get it right but actually also that businesses now are starting to take it really seriously uh, and they start are prepared to be leaders like you prepared to be vulnerable prepared to create cultures where people can be open and talk about this uh, and uh to, you know put the prejudice the prejudices and the habitual thinking behind us really um so you know i'd love to hear that you're soundproofing your lighting and color palating and you know the the vulnerability of the conversations that you're having with people that people are prepared to now be more open and and, and sharing because actually we're, we're all diverse in in different ways and in interest and backgrounds and uh culture and uh and that neurodiversity is just a another part of that diverse mix and there were some superpowers in it so um yeah i fully fully applaud that for everything that you're doing there and also um your ukrainian family so do send them our, our all our best wishes on on next week's show we have rebecca ahmed and rebecca has written an amazing book around energy and, and, and energy and business she's an energetic char character um she's um um, ex sort of senior hotels in the US um, but we're going to talk about the importance of energy when I distill my work down I often talk about um, it being down to building energy and flow in organizations so um, it's it's really important this we, we we can shift our cultures we can shift um, our, our performance we can shift our contribution to a better world with more energy and using that well so we'll be talking about that next week if you want to find out more about britvic you can go to britvic.com and if you want to find out more about paul graham um, of britvic the managing director of britvic do check him out on his linkedin profile once again paul been fantastic thank you very much Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure um and great to connect with you again after after so many years and you too let's uh, let's make sure it's not so long next time Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. 